0: This morning, Ah, it's fun when uh, the the testimonies uh, preach my message. It just makes it so easy. It's so easy because God's already done what we're going to talk about, and that just makes it all easy. Uh, Today we're going to talk about alignment. I've been doing a series on Jesus-centered, being centered on Jesus, and today we're going to talk about alignment. And it's funny because I was preparing for this message all week. God just started talking to me about uh, the Father's business. And as I, you know, read, I had it all prepared, but sometimes the angle in which God wants me to come at is different than what I thought the perspective which he had is a little bit different. And that's what he did. He shifted my perspective and what we're going to talk about. So we're going to start with Luke 2 and verse 40. Got a lot of word to read today, so uh, sharpen up your flipping skills. Get those pages flipping. I know we don't really use that very much. I mean, I know the words are on the screen and um, and we have our phones, but there's nothing like paper. You know, the sound of the word um, and being able to say, I know, I know that scriptures, it's on the right corner at the top. You know, there's something about that visual uh, encounter with the word of God. I just love it. So let me just pray for us real quick. Father, we just thank you that your word is fresh every day. It it, it just brings a whole new understanding inside of us every time we read it, that you build line upon line, precept upon precept. Lord, you you open up our eyes to see things like we've never seen before. And we can read a scripture a hundred times and then suddenly there's a new uh, dynamic perspective that just launches us and a whole new pattern with you, Lord. So God, just thank you that Uh, Your word is never old, it is never dull, it is never without power. Your word is life, and it is living, and it helps us to breathe. It helps us to, to be here on earth. Uh, with you, knowing that we have the word in front of us to guide us in every step of the way. So, Jesus, we thank you that you are the living word. We thank you that you are the word that was made flesh. And we thank you that we have the word that just breathes life in us every single day. Amen. Amen. Whew. The Lord, the Lord. Okay. So we're going to talk about Jesus. Yay! Yay. (laughs) My favorite subject, Jesus, right? And we're going to start in uh, verse 40, and it says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit. See, the, even, the, even the trucks are crying out, right? <laughs> it's a fun day. I woke up this morning, and I thought, this is going to be fun. There is so much joy and celebration in the air, and uh, it's going to be fun. Okay. Where were we? Forty. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished these days, the days they had returned, and the boy... Now, wait a minute. Let me start that verse 43 over. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple Sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And just think about this. At 12 years old, that was an anomaly. That was not a normal. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in the favor with God and men. Amen. That is such a good, that is so good. Those words of Jesus were the first recorded words of Jesus uh, before he began his ministry. And originally when I was reading this and I've read this section over and over and over, you know how sometimes you just read it and read it because you feel like there's so much more in it. Uh, I really felt like I was going to talk about the father's business. But as I had an encounter with God yesterday, God gave me a vision about something, which I'm going to share in a little bit. Um, He began to talk to me about alignment and about what it means to really be in alignment with him. And, of course, in verse 40, we, we read where the child, Jesus, grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And then in 52, this sandwich that we're reading. It says that, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in the favor with God and men. So Jesus increased in everything and he increased in, we don't know what happened between 12 and 30. We just don't have any information on it. But what we know is that there was an alignment of Jesus with the father so that he could do the Father's business. So it's not as much about what we do. It's about who we're aligned with. And really understanding that there are so many things we can all go do. But are they the things that are out of our alignment with the Father, as opposed to a demand being put on us? and uh i believe part of this season is is the realignment of his people the realignment of our hearts and i was looking at and we'll just we'll just go to this real quick you know what we do is the product of who we are and who we're aligned with what we do is the product of that let's look at john 15 i mean luke 15 for a minute and we're going to talk a little bit about the prodigal son And I'm not going to read the whole thing. Most of us are pretty familiar with it. There's two sons and a dad. You know, one son decides that it's time for them to go out and explore the world. The other son stays faithful at home. And I really want to talk about the older brother. Because we spend a lot of time about realigning with God as the younger son comes back and realizes all the things that he has done. And he realizes that the father has his best for him, that he could just serve the father and and be in that best place. But the older brother, and we're going to start in verse 28. So the, you know, the father has brought out the robe. He's killed the calf. He's done all these amazing things because his young son is back. But the older son Uh, We'll start in verse 25. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. What's going on up there? And he said to him, your brother has come home, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fat calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with his harlots, you killed and fattened, uh, killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you were always with me, always. And all I have is yours. So the older son had everything, but because he served and was not aligned out of relationship with his father, he did not access anything he had. He had access to it. He, if he wanted to have a party with his friends and, and kill the fat and calf, it was there for him, but because he served and worked and was diligent and obedient, all those wonderful qualities, I mean, those are amazing qualities, but he didn't understand the relationship of a son to a father. He didn't understand what it really meant to serve out of alignment, out of the love of a father, not just out of the obligation to his duty. And God is resetting us in this time to make sure everything that we're aligned with is out of our relationship with him, not out of our own need, our own obligation, our own desire to do something. All that stuff has to be dumped. And we have to let go of a lot of stuff. I'm telling you, this year, when we turn the corner, I'm telling you, when we hit 2021, there's going to be things that you do now that you will not do then. Because you're going to look at it and say, that is not God's best for me. That takes me out of alignment with the Father. I know I have gone through it. I'm telling you. I I had a vision. I was going to share this with you. Uh, There's another scripture, but let me just share this first. I had a vision yesterday. I had extra time because, you know, when you fall asleep at 7 o'clock at night, waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning is not really a big deal because you've already had nine hours of sleep. But I was so tired. I don't know what happened. So now I'm out of sync. So this morning it was 4, yeah. It is what it is. Actually, yesterday I got up at three thirty, but I had lots of time before Chuck got up. So I'm just like, well, good God, I've got lots more time to spend with you. And I'm praying and I'm talking to the Lord and you know, just kind of soaking. And He, and he opens up this vision for me, and I'm sitting. Uh, I, the Father is on His throne, Jesus is on His throne, and I'm sitting on a little step between them. Now, don't proof text this to scripture because there's no little step between them that we get to sit. But, you know, God has to undo some of what we think it should look like in order to take us where he wants us to go. And I remember when I first started, the, f- the first vision I had, uh, uh, I re- I can remember it clear as day because I figured it wasn't from God because I couldn't find anything exacting in the Bible. And uh, I had to learn that... I'm not Ezekiel being pulled up by the neck for the neck where God's saying, stand up, I want to talk to you. I'm in a season where God wants to talk to me, but he has to get me out of my brick and mortar, my little box of understanding so I can actually hear what he's saying to me. Because you know, there are, I mean, there are times where I've had these throne room encounters where I am on the floor, I cannot get up. But that's not every encounter. And if I expect that to be every encounter I have with God, then I will miss the encounter God's has for me because I cannot get out of the box that I have put him in. You know, I've decided that, God, the only way I can encounter you is this way. So if you can't meet me here, then there's no space for you. And God wants to make space for us to encounter him in ways that will help us see an expansion of who he is. So that's just a PS on that. So I am, you know, I'm sitting there in this, it's this little thing. And even in my mind, because I, I sometimes I can, I can be technical or in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if there's two thrones, there's not really a step between the two thrones. You know, I'm sitting there trying to figure out how that works, but that's my own uh, need to figure things out. And so I'm sitting there and uh, he begins to show me different things. And, um, you know, sometimes um, he begins to show me things. Actually, it had to do with the political arena that's going on, some things like that. And I had questions and I'm just asking questions. And I'm, I'm not sure I got the answer that I want, but it helped me have a pondering with him. It helps you to think through these things. And then we just sit in silence for a while. There are times where God just wants to sit with you and he doesn't want to talk about anything because there are exchanges in the made in the presence that don't require words. That you can sit there for hours in the presence of God and not ask one question and not have one word be spoken. Because it's not necessary. He doesn't always need words, spirit to spirit, to get us where we want to be. So I'm sitting there, we're talking about things, and I ask him at some point in this time, what do you want from me, Lord? And he said, I want your attention. I'm like, okay. So what does that look like? Because in my wonderfulness I feel like he has my attention but obviously if he's saying to me I want your attention that means that there's something that he wants me to align with with him and it wasn't a correction it wasn't a rebuke it wasn't it was just like I want your attention I'm like okay so I'm like what you know what does that look like and um what he showed me was that there is a move of greater oneness for him with him. Greater oneness. And we never get fully saturated in oneness with him, I, I don't believe, until we encounter him uh in heaven. But we're always growing in oneness with him. And and he said I want a greater oneness. There's, there's a growth. No, that's not. Let me just get back and look. Moving into a greater oneness. That's what he said. And what he said is, you are seeing me, and I don't feel like this is for me specific. That's the reason I'm sharing with this with you. You are seeing me move on your behalf in ways you have not experienced before. That's what I feel like he is speaking to his body. That he is moving on our behalf in ways that we haven't really been aware of before. And the example he gave me was time. God has been moving on my behalf when it comes to time that there's no way to explain it. There are times, I was driving home from Tarpon and I had to be home by a certain time because I had a conference call, but I need to make two stops on the way. And did I leave Tarpon in time to get home in time and make two stops? The answer is no. I mean, it's just no. You know, did I not set my timer right? No, I just left late because of of another meeting I had. It is what it is. So I'm driving and I'm thinking, Lord, I don't think I have time to make those two stops. It's like, just stop. So I did. I made two stops. And I will tell you. One of them I had to stop because I had to get some things for some people. The other one I had to stop and get me a cup of coffee because (laughs) I know, does that sound like so unholy and so, you know, why would God want me to give me extra time so I can stop for coffee? I don't know, but he is God and I am so glad. I am so glad. And I'm telling you that because I just want you to understand, it's not like this, woo and I'm flying through the air and all this. No, it's like, God, do I have time to stop here and pick up all these things and then give me a cup of coffee because I have a conference call at 4 o'clock and I'm really tired? Yes. And I stopped at both places. I got home. I had plenty of time. And when I drove in the back place to get into my, we have like a little alley behind our house to get in my garage, I was like, God, you crack me up because why I could have gone back out and stopped at those two places. I could have skipped my cup of coffee. I could have made me a cup of coffee at home, right? He didn't say, oh, that's okay. I just felt this joy. And through this process, and there's a little bit more I'm going to share with you, But and, and I can give more time examples over and over. Uh, because I tend to sometimes run a minute or two late. You can talk to Chuck about that. And uh, But God seems to always squeeze it where I'm just on time. You know, I'm there in the perfect time with him. You know, I'm on the appointment on time. I'm home for the conference call on time. I had time to get my office all ready and get the computer set up and all this kind of stuff. And God wants us to understand that there is this this expansion of grace and understanding that he's doing in this time as we are aligned with him so we can do the father's business and accomplish what he has. And he gave me two questions and I'm going to share these two questions with you. He gave me two questions to start. Cause I talked to him all the time about being more one with him. I talk to him all the time about, I want what you want. So help me to see what you want. But then I also have a list of 500 things that I want too. And there's something about him that's pulling what I want underneath what he wants. And it goes through this, almost like this this, uh, filtering process, and it becomes one. And it's not that, you know, I've got some, you know, insight I'm just trying to make it through every day and make it sure that Jesus is in front of everything and everything that I get done is according to his word, according to what he wants and the best that I can do it. And I don't actually know how it works. I just know I go after him. He breathes on apparently a cup of coffee before a conference call and it's okay. And, you know, um, God is so, like Jean said, for us. He's not looking for the things that he can stomp on you about. He's looking for you to look up so you can see how aligned you are with him. And those other things just fall to the side. And in this season of alignment with God, we're going to see things that we do that are going to fall to the side because we're going to be like, That's not important, and that's one of the things he talked to me about because I told him, and I've said this, I've said it to a couple people, you know, I feel a little dull, like I'm really not motivated, and he told me yesterday, he said, you need to quit saying that. What is happening is I am realigning and repositioning you so those things that you thought were so important don't mean anything to you anymore, And you think you're doing something wrong when actually you're coming into a greater oneness with me. So why are you trying to hold on to what I'm trying to get you to let go of? And making yourself feel bad or guilty about not doing it. When it's actually me shaking you loose. So there's more time for what I have for you. For that alignment. So, so when you walk, you walk in alignment with me. And there's many of us who probably are listening to this saying, God, is that is what is happening to me? That you're trying to shake loose some of these things that I should no longer be doing? Some of these things that were on my business plan in 2020. But as it's made it through this year of shift and change, it's just no longer important anymore. And it's okay. It really is okay. So the two questions he gave me, um, yeah, he said, you need to cancel those words that you're dull and unmotivated. So I did. I repented from them. I'm like, shoo, get that weight off of me, man. But the two questions he gave me is, what is the greater benefit And what will serve the kingdom in the long run? And as you process and think through the things you're doing, think about what is the greater benefit, Lord? What is going to further your kingdom in the long run? You know, as as people, we've been taught to see very short, very short term. If we have to think about three months from now, Man, boom, our heads are blown. But God is wanting us to live in the present, but be mindful of the future. And he wants us to have some fun. I'm I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, And he said to me, you know, I have um, uh, prayed for grandchildren and I, we have some grandchildren that are older. And then uh, we've got our two younger kids that hadn't had any children. Uh, my daughter had a hard time getting pregnant. And, uh, you know, my son and his wife have only been married a couple of years. But I'm like, God, I I want lots of grandkids. I want lots of grandkids. And, of course, we've got three within, they'll all be a year apart. But he said to me, I have answered your prayer for grandchildren. And, um And I told him, I said, and I am choosing to spend time with them. So maybe the most important thing a year ago in this season might have been something else. But my daughter called me on Friday and said, Oh, I'm coming over. I want to watch the adoption with you. So we all got around the table and watched the adoption. And then she stayed for a couple hours. And you know what? God had someone text me and say, I'm going to need to cancel our appointment. I'm like, good, because I was going to have to cancel it anyhow, because my daughter and my grandbaby's here. You know, God, God wants to make room for you to enjoy the answered prayers that he's given you. It's not the race to the next thing. It's the time to really enjoy and embrace what he's given us. This is what you've prayed for. Enjoy it. Take a deep breath. We don't have to run to the next thing. We don't have to. Um, yeah. And I think we do need to take a deep breath and enjoy the pr- answered prayers that he's given us. I, wanna, I just want to talk about two other quick things. Um, one of them is, um, I'm going to read Luke 11.1. 1. I've got it on here somewhere. And then I'm going to read Matthew 6, and I I know Noah will have it up here. It says, Now it came to pass as he was praying, this is Jesus in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And then, of course, if you do the chronological Bible, you'll see how the, the chapters emerge together. Then Matthew 6 says, verse 5 says, But whenever you pray... Go into your innermost chamber and be alone with Father God, praying to him in secret. And your father who sees all you do will reward you openly. And then he goes on to uh, to to give them the model for prayer. But I think part of uh, what God is releasing over us for this new season is that secret time with the Lord. That secret time in building where you go in and you shut the door and you build. You build that oneness with him. Not out of doing, just out of being with him. Just by saying, God, I have five minutes or I have five hours. It doesn't matter to him. If you give him what you got, he'll expand what you need. I mean, it really doesn't matter to him. When you say, God, I remember when I, when I first had this encounter with God, um, I told him, I said, I'm going to tell you something because I'm bossy and and God has understands my communication. It definitely has shifted a little bit. I said, yeah, I was traveling for a living. I said, so, you know, I travel for a living. So I've got about five minutes every day. And I was faithful to my five minutes. And he was faithful to what I committed, and out of that five minutes every day, I saw things that made me realize that five minutes was not nearly enough, that we had to expand it to 10, you know, we're going to have to go big, we're going to have to expand it to 10, but you know, when you're traveling, you're on the road, you're on an airplane all the time, preparing for a presentation, whatever it is, sometimes that's all you have. Young moms, sometimes that's all you have. But if you're faithful with what you have, He is faithful with what he has. He's faithful to who he is. And now if I don't have a couple hours in the morning, I feel cheated. If I sleep in, I feel like, that's what happened on Friday. I told Chuck, I said, I slept in. I feel like, what am I going to do now? I didn't get my norm. But God is good even without our norm. When, when things get out of our way, when things get in the way, he is good with that. But that secret chamber, that place where we hide with him, where it's just us and him, is a place where alignment comes. It's a place where he surprises us with things we never expect. And with, with showing himself in a way we didn't even know was a part of him or we had never gotten that glimmer or that glimpse of who he is. You know, God is looking for people who will do, but not without being. He says, go out, but he says, come spend time with me. And you see Jesus praying all through scripture, and we won't read them all. I actually copied and pasted all of them, because as I was reading, he's like praying, and the disciples are like, but the boat is sinking he's like well i was sleeping i was you know they everybody wanted something from him but it didn't keep him from being aligned in what god had for him to do it's that oneness it's that alignment it's that invitation to just come just come whatever you got just bring it with you you know i used to have a whole list of things that i would go through with him every time we met but now i'm just like what you got god cuz i know what you got is so much better than 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 my whole laundry list you take care of the laundry list out of what you got so um i feel like god wants us to know him and and really know um uh, just the love and the presence and the um just knowing that you know when you hear that go ahead and stop that he's got it covered that you don't have to text him and say, I'm going to be five minutes late because I need a cup of coffee. It's going to be like, I got plenty, I got more than enough time to accomplish what I need. And um, the other, the last little word that the Lord gave me, he says, um, he said, um, it's not so much about change, it's about realignment. It's not looking through saying, okay, God, you know, I'm going to redecorate my house. I'm just going to take it all out and start all over. It's not really about that. It's about aligning with him. And as we align with him, he filters. The stuff that was important loses importance or it gains importance. He filters. He filters it for us. He filters it for us. So I want to end on this scripture out of uh, Revelation's three, and I don't think I gave this to you. Uh, it's verse seven. I'm just going to read the second part of uh, verse seven. Well, I'll read the whole thing. It says, uh, three, verse seven. It says, "And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, these things says he who is uh, these things say he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts." and shuts and no one opens. That's what I feel like the Lord is doing. He's going to shut things that cannot be opened again, and he's going to open things that will never be shut for you. Amen? Okay. Well, let me just pray over us, and uh, we'll be done. It's a fun season. I just feel such excitement for the season, and uh, the Lord's given me a few words for 2021 already, so I'm, I'm excited to see what else he has. But um, I think this word of alignment, aligning with him, of, of, of letting him break through for us, with us, have that corporate breakthrough uh, that we can all become a part of. God, we just thank you that you open the way that cannot be closed and that you close the things that cannot be opened back up. And for all of us, that that transition, that shift, that alignment with only doing the father's business and we do your business out of our oneness with you because as jesus says he can see what the father's doing you've given each one of us the ability to see what you are doing you've you've given us the capacity to discern what is good and what is true and what is no anymore you you you've given us the capacity to close the old things and be able to walk away in freedom as we step into the new. So, Lord, I just thank you for that. I thank you that there is a secret place. We don't have to go anywhere. We can stand right here and be in the secret place. We can sit in our car. We can sit on an airplane. It doesn't make any difference. In the grocery store, we can, we can find a way to shut ourselves in with you. And go into the deep, the deep things that you have for us. So Lord, I thank you for this call to alignment. Lord, I, I thank you that, that we don't have to worry about letting go. That you have put such freedom in that. We just set our eyes on you and allow you to breathe on what we're doing. And God, I thank you that you are expanding time You're, you're making things, uh, where, uh, there's more than enough. There's more than enough time. There's more than enough finances. There's more than enough healing. There's more than enough family. God, uh, and earlier in, uh, worship, I saw that, uh, that, uh, there's going to be a, um, a chain breaking off of families who are struggling with unity in their hearts. So, so Lord, I just thank you that you're going to bring our families back and it doesn't mean that we're all in agreement. It doesn't mean that 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 uh there isn't um um different thoughts, but your love covers it all when when we're aligned with you, we can see what you want for our family, Lord. We can see freedom and release it, Jesus. And God, we just thank you that you are wooing and drawing us in to be closer to you. And as you do, we'll be able to see the members of our family the way you see them. The Lord, I just thank you that uh, the nuances that they have that bother us won't bother us. Because in Jesus we can see a whole new vision. So God, we just thank you. We thank you that there is abundance in you. There's joy in you. There's laughter in you. There's wonder in you. There is all that we need in you. And with you, everything's possible. And we just thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stuart.com. We'll see you next time.